0: Yo, here we are again. We're back. That's right. It's
1: uh, the Fox Crate Podcast, episode dos. Yeah, we made it to a second episode. For those of you uh, returning, thank you. For sure, man. And uh, what you're
0: listening to right now, right behind us, is the record we touched upon last week by Mr. Duran Jones and the Indications. Yeah, album of the summer already. Yeah, it's, uh, it's called American Love Call, so... uh if if it hasn't already popped up on your i g feeds like it seems to be blowing up on on ours you know go go cop this record man it's it's uh it's a gem for sure but uh let's get to it
1: all right
0: Rick so uh so last episode we uh, we covered. <laughs>
1: Quite a bit, man. Yeah, for, we went through everything.
0: And it was <laughs> like we got to leave some stuff. What, what we're going to try to cover this week is like we promised the record store day releases.
1: Yep, that uh, that Rick and I are looking forward to getting our hands on. Yeah, the website's there. Now it's just about you know building out your your game plan
0: for sure. Um, again, the the date for record store day this year is going to be Saturday, April thirteenth. Uh, so clear your calendar. It's coming. Right around the corner. Again, everybody just tries to get in on the fun, take advantage of this holiday, the fact that everybody's coming to, to buy music, which is right. you know a beautiful thing, man. And the beauty of, uh, of the Record Store Day releases um, is, is that they're repressing a lot of shit, like you said. Either it's like an official bootleg, yeah. essentially, or uh, they're repressing shit that was a bad press to begin with. Yeah,
1: And now it's going to sound great. Uh, which I think is cool. You know, it's funny when, when those like Record Store Days exclusives were coming out, there was so, there was more joy in finding an original pressing. Not not that like you were digging for one, but it's right. just like, you know, going through through a bin and finding an old crusty-ass record. It's like, oh shit, like this is cool, I found it. And then seeing other people like with that same record, but it was like a Record Store release, you know, and it was like, Man, like you didn't earn that Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, that was Again, that was uh, I've come a long way I've, You know And I think this always goes back To snobbery I don't want to be a snob And I, I, and I think this is it, beyond that But it yeah. sounds like yeah, Fuck yeah
0: No, it's no, like, no, no It's, it's but, in but us, man It, it I, is I, um, And, and uh, when I say us I don't mean just you and I yeah. I mean us The whole music collecting community Yeah It's just in us Yeah To be very protective like, Of our music Because if you're like a baseball
1: man. card guy And you're like Oh shit, I got a Honus Wagner, bitch And I was yeah, like yeah, You yeah, bought that shit in 2008 18, who cares? Yeah. Like, so, though, like, that was, I, I remember, like, I liked new music coming out for Record service. Now, reissues, yeah, cool. Like, last year, Living Legends Almost Famous came out. And I don't even think that was ever released on Wax to right. begin with. On another side, though, I am excited for, like, that Louis Armstrong, like, Disney album they're going to release. I think it's called, like, Disney Goes Satchmo. And I mentioned that I. I'm into Disney records. Yeah, you got a nice little collection. I mean, Los now. Lobos put out a Disney record, and if that ever came out and on wax, yeah, I'd be all over trying to you know find it.
0: So, okay, are you, are you cool with reissues? Or, or uh, I mean, like, were I, I, you?
1: I have some reissues, but I think that you prefer like, original pressing if because you, you, there's if something you can, to it, right? right? There's something about that belongs to someone. Maybe someone died, and someone's husband or wife, you know, took it to a record store and. I recently was in Miami and I went to a record store and, and, and I, I was specifically looking for like Cuban press. Sure. Cause I was like, this well, is That's where you're going to get crazy. it. Yeah. Like this is, you know, so th- there is a fascination with something that was just a little bit more, I hate to use this term, but organic and, and, <laughs> and wasn't like a marketing scheme to be like, Hey, let's just push this, you know? Yeah. But, you know, it, it's still, like, you still got the record and you're still playing it. And if, like, you're DJing a party, who gives a fuck? Is that shit, like, hitting? Yes. I have a bootleg Frank Ocean record, Channel Orange. I think all
0: his records are, or yeah. most all his records yeah, are yeah, bootlegs. so it's yeah, like yeah. I
1: fucking bought that shit from some place in Canada that I yeah. just found online. I'm like, I don't care, because once this shit hits, it's going to sound great. See, I, I, I
0: get both sides of the coin, uh, I get the desire to, or that special feeling, like you described in in finding an original pressing, right? Um, but I also get like the importance and the need for repressings right. or reissues. Yeah. Uh, for example, I, like I like I stated last week, and if you don't know already by from the IG page, I, I collect reggae, and unfortunately, I mean for those of you out there who know what collecting reggae is all about, it's good luck finding a good quality original pressing. Yeah. Because it's dope to own it. Yeah. But are you owning it just to own it? Are you owning it to listen to it? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you're listening to that original pressing, that reggae original pressing, chances yeah. are, depending what plant it was uh, it was pressed in, it's going to sound like shit. Right, and and I have a few of those. For example, I just went digging this past weekend. I was out in Burbank uh, at Atomic Records, right. and they have a cool little reggae section uh, in the back. And I I came across this Pat Kelly album. Uh, it's called Lonely Man. Yeah, that that feeling came over me where I was like, "Fuck, this is an original pressing." Yeah. And 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 we talked about this last episode. This record shop did not have an audio listening setup, so yeah. I could only judge the record by its visual grade. I said, fuck it. I'm, I'm taking a risk. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy it and hope for the best. And I walked out of there excited, but also kind of nervous. Yeah. Because even if it sounded shitty, at this point I had to recommit to the record. Like I'm not going to go back and buy the Amazon repress. Like I have the original pressing. If it <laughs> sounds shitty, it sounds shitty. If it sounds great, fuck yeah uh but yeah again that's that's the other side yeah. of it man
1: it's like yeah, no there is a necessity and that, this is cool like I'm, yeah. so yeah i mean like i said I, I've, I've come a long way on that because it's I, i've been like you know the bottom line is like this is this is fun get out buy some stuff have some fun with it and it doesn't matter because however you, you you ingest the music that's the important part for sure you know
0: what I'm kind of gonna be on the lookout for on record store day uh the Breaking Bad soundtrack it's already kind of in circulation right. out there.
1: do they have the corrido on it? Yes,
0: so okay, so <laughs> the new one the new one that they're releasing on record store day is kind of like a best of compilation, yeah. but it has the corrido on it. it has all the jams on there <laughs> some of the some of the best songs shout outs to that show man because the' uh, you know what's crazy music about supervisor that? on that
1: I don't I just don't remember. The music. What? The only thing I remember. You
0: mean about, like the score or the selections?
1: I understood like Crystal Blue's Persuade. Like, all blue references. I get it. Of course, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, shit, now that I do think about all the music, right? Because he plays that cassette at the beginning. Yeah, man. And-
0: I remember two songs from Breaking Bad that stand out to me besides the ones we already talked about. Uh, Anitta Jones, uh, right. 1967. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. That song hit. I, I it, it was early in the in the yeah. seasons. You and I, I think, had already gone to see her live. We went to go see her at the Bootleg Theater, I think it was. Yeah. And I think that very next season or that same season when Breaking Bad was airing, they played that song. Um, speaking of Cuban, there's a song. When they're they're trying to put the RV in the trash compactor, right. where they're destroying the evidence, basically. There's a song by the Cuban uh, band or group called Los Zafiros. Oh my god! I thought that was such a brilliant choice, and 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 it was shit like that, man. Where I was like, yeah. So when I saw Breaking Bad soundtrack pop up on yes. record store day, it was just one of those things. Like I have to. Own this because what they did in terms of the music soundtrack but also the era you know I, I feel like 10-20 years from now I'll be able to look at this record as kind of like a reminder of like fuck yeah like this show yeah. changed a lot for not just myself but people in general and how we consume media the whole Netflix thing right. like, by the way the name of that track by Los Zafiros was called uh, He Venido. Oh, such
1: such a beautiful yeah.
0: Beautiful joint.
1: Yeah, just thinking of, of of music and soundtracks. For me, it was always film. So right. when I would see TV shows, I'm like, oh, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, it'd be interesting now to go look at, at like The Sopranos and, and a lot of shows. I mean, I know Mad Men also had yes, you know,
0: great selection.
1: And the songs all have a purpose.
0: I think that's the new yeah. The new wave kind of... I mean, it, it might very well be the shows we were talking about that kind of started that trend. The Mad Men's, The, the Sopranos, right? Uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, really thinking about
1: how... Uh, how they're placing these songs. The only time I remember something similar to that was like yeah. in... Um, was Entourage?
0: Yeah, dude, you took it.
1: And then you Kanye West, dude, like, you fucking Michael read my mind, dude. Because I was
0: gonna say Entourage was one of those shows that I distinctly remember. Because you know? they,
1: yeah, because they had, and there were specific. <laughs> theirs was more like would do this end of the show kind of a thing where like it would be like the the final scene or, or the final sequence where there would be kind of music playing over, and it was just the way they would kind of end the show. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I'm hot She's Shishiazzi. Can I freshen up your drink for you? Yes, you can. Still sad, Ari? Yeah, but uh, I will get over it. Cheers to that. Yeah. Cheers. You know, the second the first credit would hit, boom. I was like and I, well, one of the things I remember is like I don't even know what fucking season it was but I just remember they all hop on a private jet boom it takes off and then it's like like we always do with this time I was like oh shit yeah. I was like oh and that record was about to drop you know so I was like okay it's that old Kanye shit yeah never I've never thought of like TV shows as soundtracks
0: all right so yeah so uh, so there's the the breaking bad uh soundtrack and then outside of that it's just kind of uh we talked a little bit about Green Day Last yeah, episode, I I think the nostalgia factor kicked in where I was like, Green Day Woodstock 94. <laughs> like, that's coming out on oh, vinyl. That's a
1: Woodstock performance? Yeah, yeah, yeah where they threw the yeah, fucking the mud, mud fight. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so
0: I, I guess it's coming out on wax. Dope. And I, I if one of those things where I, I could put a little asterisk next to it, like, yeah. if I happen to come across <laughs> it, I may just walk out. I with remember
1: this. Woodstock 94. And I remember it because I was like, me and my cousin were going to fucking. Because in my head, I thought that it's just going to be a two-day festival and it's just going to be going like 48 hours straight of performances. No, no, no. So in my head, so this is, you know, 10-year-old, 12-year-old Rick, yeah. I don't know, thinking like, all right, guys, this is what we're going to do. We're going to fucking camp outside. <laughs> we're going to buy an extra long cable so that we can run the TV outside. We're just going to like camp out <laughs> and watch fucking Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, that didn't happen. First of all, I think to get it on pay-per-view was like almost 200 bucks. Oh, dang. For the whole weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember my parents were cool enough to be like, let's just get it on Sunday. It was okay. just a random Sunday. It was like 70 bucks for that day. I was like, damn. So I remember. I didn't even know this was a thing. It was that on, they pay-per-view. They on pay-per-view. It was on pay-per-view. <laughs> MTV brings you Woodstock 94 revisiting. squishy all over again with the bands the mud the bands the mud and the bands it's a marathon
0: slog mtv's woodstock 94 revisited all day sunday because
1: porta potties are forever and so i remember watching green day's performance and i remember watching that thing like oh this is crazy i remember watching the spin doctors specifically because my dad was sitting there with me and they're showing like titties and i was like oh (laughs) Fuck, man. And <laughs> random of oh, all fucking look. I think you know we were raised Catholic. My family's yeah, Catholic. Yeah, we yeah. went to church as a family maybe ten times <laughs> in our entire fucking lives. Yeah. We just happened to go to church that Sunday where I had just bought, <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, man, this is a waste of money going to church because like we're not going to be here watching this shit." <laughs> so I remember watching the Spin Doctors' performance, Candlebox, and Green Day, nice. and then at nighttime I remember watching Nine Inch Nails' performance. I specifically remember A, the spin doctors, because he was just going like, fuck you. And I'm like, I'm sitting here with my dad. like, what the fuck, man? And I'm he's just like, leave. well, you know, it's what happens with these hippies. And I'm like, okay, cool. But Green Day was dope. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm
0: looking at the lineup right now for 94. So, okay, it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday.
1: Sunday is what I got on pay per view.
0: Okay, so on Friday, just some notable acts. Let's see. There was. It was Violent Femmes. Violent Femmes. Uh, then they had the Ravestock, which was uh, Apex Twin. DJ Spooky, nice. Uh, then yeah. Saturday they had Joe Cocker, Blind Melon, Cypress Hill. I remember playing. Uh, Nine Inch Nails was on Saturday. Oh, so that was a Saturday. They, they also they had- just re that. Yeah, they had Metallica and they had Aerosmith. Oh, they also had Primus. Uh, and then on Sunday is when they had Arrested Development, Spin Doctors. Yeah. They had Bob Dylan. They had the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Peter Gabriel. Uh, oh, at first I, I saw I saw John Sebastian, and I was like, Do they have John Sebastian? <laughs> John Sebastian? What's that? Ninety-four. They had who was ahead? It was no. They had John Sebastian. Okay. Uh, they had Gil Scott Heron. Hey. Oh shit. Nice on the uh, South stage, and uh, also on the South stage,
1: uh, Santana, the Neville Brothers, and Gr- I remember Green the Day. Neville Brothers. That I was like, What the fuck is this? Why are they showing? The-? <laughs> I just clearly remember seeing that. I don't remember if that shit was live, but I do remember Green Day.
0: Yeah, so so maybe so maybe you'll pick up the Green Day record uh that just might, for nostalgia yeah. purposes, man. And uh we'll see. But uh yeah, and just to round out the list, uh of course I had to I had to have some reggae on there. There's um there's two dub records by the uh, Roots Radix band that are on there. uh it's called uh, 12 inches of dub, I think is one of them. So uh, if any of you happen to run into us and at any of these shops and you happen to see these records and you don't care for them, you know, <laughs> hook us up, man. Just just save it for us and uh, we'll meet you up. <laughs> There's one obscure item on, on these lists that I, as I was going through the list, you know, on the far right, if you're, if you're looking at the list with us, I saw something that said three-inch vinyl. Oh, shit. And I said to myself, what the fuck is three-inch vinyl? And so of course I, I happen to look up, okay, what well, three-inch vinyl. Like, do you need a do you need an adapter to be able to play right, a yeah. three-inch vinyl? And if you if you do a little Google search, you'll find that they sell three inch vinyl record players. <laughs> which I'm all for collecting. I'm all for novelties and shit like that. But yeah, and this is what we were talking about last episode, where eventually we see record store day going in the route of the Coachella and right. the Lollapalooza, and just getting bastardized. Yeah, I feel like this is already a sign of that. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, now you're just making shit just to sell shit. Yeah, that's something. If again, if you're into that kind of stuff, I mean. I'm definitely, I'm definitely curious to the point where on record store day, if I see one of those, I'm going to pick it up and just, just to look at it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't imagine myself spending any money, but you know, to each their own. So, um, but, uh, but okay. So speaking of, speaking of record players though. Right. I mean,
1: what deck do you currently own? I, I, I know you still DJ here and there. So I mean, I I still run through my DJ setup. There there was a time when I was like, oh, maybe I'll do this and that and, and like the idea of just buying another turntable for the sake of having another turntable just didn't make sense to me. Right. Um, so whenever I listen to my records, yeah, I, I run everything through my mixer and my DJ setup. And, and that's how, you know, I, I queue up. You know, I play one record and on the other turntable I have the whatever I'm going to play after queued yeah. up, ready to go. And so I just cross the fader and we go. But yeah, Techniques 1200s that I bought like in 96. Okay. So I guess I and trying to like find vintage shit <laughs> i entered the vintage world with the world I I already had came into a vintage so um but yeah so i mean it works for me <laughs> and then uh, yeah and then i i um you know handle my records right like yeah i, yeah, I, I yeah. fucking i don't care what it is the beatles oh this is Abbey road let me cut this shit up <sighs> And it's... Um, my stomach hurts when you're talking about this. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's like, whatever, you know, I, I always just get, like, you know how some people don't think about the earth in <laughs> generations? I don't think about my records in generations. Like, I'm going to get the most out of these fuckers. And I, I just, I don't see myself, like... Oh, I mean, there's, I have a few records that are when I was practicing doubles. And, you know, one of those records happens to be like most deafs, if you can Huh, you can hear. And that one's worn at a certain part because you could tell that's where I was practicing. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's like this idea of, like, you know, um, my daughter, she's three, and we buy her, like, these little toys and shit. And my girlfriend's just like, it's like, she's big on, like, not losing it. But sometimes it's like, don't touch it. I was like, why the fucking, you know, yeah, play with use it use yeah, it. Like, yeah. what do we buy it for? You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, I feel like a lot of records, like, if you're not going to use them, if you're not going to fucking handle them. But, I, again, I get it. That some people aren't going to go up and just start scratching shit, which is fine. Right. But even then, like, you know, it's like, how, how are you not going to handle this record? How are you not going to, like, cut the record in? and then, Yeah. Uh, even if I'm just playing it back, sometimes I'll just go back and just like
0: And you just stuff it just Because you 'cause you're you're constantly going on the fly. So as soon as you take it off your deck, you just stuff it right back into the jacket. No, whether it goes I've into gotten, that paper yeah. sleeve or not, you just
1: fuck it. I mean it depends off, fix on which later. Yeah, I've gotten better at that. Now if I'm gonna like rush it and this and that, I'll put it in between two records and just kinda but i you know, there was a time when I'd just, just let it sit. Oh, on the side and it like so it looked like my turntable had like little vinyl wings uh, and it's just no. like who cares man it's like get onto the next track but I, I, but i remember seeing cut ca- Chemist spin like that too and he yes. would just take everything out of his sleeve Newmark has videos oh, yeah. and he just stacks up his records and a lot of times he'll throw a record on top of a record and throw it on that oh. and throw the needle on it and just keep going <laughs> it's like yeah dude just fucking go
0: okay well suffice to say if i ever play a set yeah it's not gonna be a vinyl set (laughs) i'm just telling you that now i'm sorry to disappoint any uh purists out there i'm i'm all here for vinyl djs i think it's dope but i ain't fucking playing my records like that (laughs) if it's somebody else's collection even then i would have a hard time like you know playing doubles or switching off of off of a vinyl record um you see, I come from completely the opposite side, man. My uh, when I got into this vinyl thing, I remember the first person I went to was my pops because I knew he had a, a record collection, and I was so excited to kind of dig through his right because yeah. I knew he still had them. Yeah. Uh, but I never went through them, and then finally, I I asked him one day. I was like, "Hey, you know, do you still have your records?" said, like, yeah, they're in boxes, you know, in the garage. Blah blah blah, just. Go have at it. Yeah. I said, okay, great. And it was like Christmas, man. And I go back there and I'm looking for these boxes and I open them up. And the first thing I see, it's a crate and it's a shit ton of records. It's a shit ton of 45 records. Right. With no sleeves. (laughs) So all these records are just stacked up (laughs) back to back, vinyl to vinyl. Right. Dusty. Some of them I could already tell are chipped. <laughs> and I'm just thinking to myself, Oh no, Dad, what did you do? And um uh, I'm taking them out one by one and I'm just like every time I'm just like, oh and yeah, and I'd go through his twelve inch his albums and he the jackets would be all tore up or split yeah. down the, you know. Down the spine, and uh, he'd have he, he shoved like three records by the same artist, yeah, yeah, but he shoved like three records by like Los Freddies <laughs> all in one fucking jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm taking him out, I'm like, well, Where are the two jackets for these other two records? And <laughs> like, nope, nowhere to be found. I, and I asked, I, and finally, I, I asked my dad, I said, Dad, what the hell did you do with your records? And he just kind of shrugged his shoulders, like, I don't know. That's just—you <laughs> you just played him, yeah. And he—he he told me a funny thing because um, I—I noticed he had a lot of doubles, yeah. Um, and he wasn't DJing back then, so I—I <laughs> I, I was kind of curious. I was like, y- "You have a lot of repeats here." And he said, "Yeah, well, back then, what you would do is you would um you would buy a record, and then if you really liked it and you wanted to dedicate it to somebody, yeah. you would buy th- that record again, and you would give it to that person." And he's like, yeah. "Well, that person was your mom, and so that's why I have." doubles it's kind of like her collection <laughs> yeah. and my collection. <laughs> yeah, that's a
1: trip cuz I remember going through my mom's 45s and it was really a combination of her and her brothers and yeah. somehow she ended up with a collection and then yeah same thing it was just a stack of all 45s you know pasted to each other. <laughs> and yeah on on the on on either the the sleeve or on you know the the sticker in the center like it was like a message and yeah. either it was like a fuck you message like a breakup <laughs> record oh, shit. or it was like i love you you know so it's just interesting to see like all these yeah. little messages just written like in marker or, pen yeah, or something yeah. i was like oh shit
0: yeah that part was cool i enjoyed i enjoyed that part i just but it's it's the mishandling of the records yeah. that broke my heart that where i'm like no and so i'm i'm like trying to salvage these even <laughs> to this day there's like a ton of records that i haven't cleaned yet that i'm like i'm gonna get to them one day (laughs) um i have a different type of deck i have uh, i just have a project it's like a minimalistic deck i wanted to go the audiophile route you know me being an audio engineer yeah to me, sound quality is uh, is everything, man. Like, I have I have this crazy like.
1: Uh, and do you a put a like the the boy. cover down over the record when it's I planned? sure do, man. Fuck. Dust, <laughs> fuck dust, man. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that like in a movie once. Yes. It's like, oh, that's what that shit's. for. Yeah, it's called a dust cover, man. <laughs> yeah, it's <was> like, <laughs> why, but it's on and you're playing because I remember seeing like, and then you put the sleeve. And I remember l- trying that at home. I was like that's kind of a novel that's a nice thing to do put their fucking thing over while the record's playing like okay i might as well have fucking white latex
0: gloves on while i'm doing this shit because Uh, all my records are in nice outer jackets like these plastic sleeves (laughs) i have to take them out i'm very particular about the way they face yeah Uh, side a better be front faced when i take it out I, i don't want it to be be facing me because I'll be like, What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. it's so it's all, it's a, uh, we definitely come at it from two different uh, points of view. But um, cool. Well, well uh, that's going to be a wrap for episode two. Cool. Until next time, just keep tuning in man yeah. we hope to bring more uh...
1: yeah and we're working on those life sets man. we're gonna bring you that shit at the very least I'm gonna workshop my ass in front of you guys <laughs> <laughs> <Because> <laughs> wait why a, not man yeah cause it's always like uh, yeah we wanna just go beyond just the, the Instagram feed and uh, you know hopefully we'll build a little community here man and again
0: don't forget you can uh, follow us uh, on Instagram at the Crate, or uh, check out the website uh, thefoxcrate.com where we're gonna be you know posting more content like these podcasts and uh yes yeah, just stick with us man and we appreciate you listening so uh with that we'll uh, we'll play it out to another track from duran jones and the indications peace